You're tuning into this week's Revival Recap. Let's hear what's happening in the life of our church. Welcome to Revival Recap from last week. And today's going to be a little bit different because <laughs> I spoke last week. We're sitting in different chairs because Eddie's going to interview me. But we're going to have our conversation about last week's message, the service. Yeah. And... So, Eddie, just how everything's going. Take it away. Yeah, this is great. Well, Seth, thank you so much again. Just love having you just part of our family and a part of our house. And you always bring such incredible revelation and such good word. Um, I want to jump right in. Uh, it was a pretty intense week last week in such a good and powerful way. It was just there was so much weight of God on the message. But you kind of hit these three points in the beginning. And one of them that you started with was wisdom you yeah. just talked about the wisdom and, and how it's actually necessary in these times with what everybody's going on with can you just break down on that a little bit yeah i mean obviously we need wisdom for everything that's going on there's so much happening so much taking place so many opinions mm -hmm. so many perspectives that we want to we are we have god's perspective right. available and accessible in abundance he wants to give it that verse that i used in james that says, if any of you lacks wisdom, right. let him ask God. I talked about Solomon, like starting his life in wisdom and then not finishing his right. life that way. So continuing to ask. And so I think wisdom's absolutely necessary right now because it's going to help us stay out of the swirl yeah. of opinions and yeah. stay in the mind of God. Yeah, that's so good. Is where we want to be and need to yeah. be. And I love that statement you made because when you said that, I actually got convicted. I thought beyond wisdom, I'm like, just because I got something doesn't mean I stopped asking. Yeah. It's that, yeah. man, when, when God actually blesses you with something, continue to pursue those things because it's not a one-time thing. It's like yeah. being filled with the Spirit. It's not yeah. a one-time shot. It's like continuously. Yeah. I love that. So good. Yeah. Um, I love kind of the meat of your message in the middle was you, you used the frame, the unstoppable voice which was kind of the censoring of Christians. Yeah. And I know that, especially in these days, it feels like things are getting bad and it's like, wow, Christians are all of a sudden really being oppressed. But you kind of had this reflection and pointed out that it's actually been going on forever, forever ever since, almost, ever yeah. since Christ was, Christ was on earth. They were trying to oppress Christ to yeah. silence his voice before he gave his life. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's a good reminder and I love how it, it literally puts the reflection of, you know, what's going on today isn't so unique and so separate and so scary because God doesn't know what's going on. But it's it's literally a pattern that we've seen throughout existence. Yeah. But it's our responsibility to step into our position in this place and time. Yeah. And I think that's what's that's what we need to need to and want to keep in mind is this in this is we're in a story mm -hmm. that has played out over and over and over many times before. Like technically that none of this is new, right? None of this, it may be at a level like that we've never seen in our generation, but it doesn't mean it's never been here before. You know, it goes back to like the, the picture of salvation mm -hmm. being saved that was happening in, in Egypt and Israel and Moses yeah. and Moses is the Christ figure that sets Israel free. It's like, oh, when we know that is our story as well, we're like, hey, this person is enslaved to sin. We need Jesus to set them free, right. dominate the sin 
set them free, get them in the wilderness, move them to the promised land. It's important we know where we're at in the stories of the Bible because mm -hmm. we are in these stories again. Right. And it's like, oh, you know, if I'm in, if I'm not saved yet, I'm in Egypt. Right. I'm in Egypt to sin. And then Jesus comes and sets me free and takes me out. And then I get baptized like, well, I just passed through the Red Sea. So we have to know where we're at yeah. in the story. Like, oh, we're moving towards the promised land. What do I need to know? I need to know what Joshua and Caleb did, not what everybody else did, because I want to get out of the wilderness into here. So to go back to that, it's like we've been in, we've been here before. Yeah. This is a story that's not new. We we have to we have to see that we're in that story. And that for me, that was the part that we're in right now. It's like, oh, we're in this place where people are trying to stop the message of forgiveness, yeah. the message of love, the message of mercy, the message of sacrifice, the message of of Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, well, that's that's what Saul was doing all up until he encountered yeah. Jesus himself. It, it makes me just want to ask you this question, especially in a season like this. The value of being in the word mm -hmm. is is critical. Yeah. Because recognizing that we're in a story. Yeah. And without the perspective of what's happened, yeah. recorded through the Bible, you actually start to think it's an isolated, yeah. scary event when it's really, it's a repeat of something that's happened. And the reality is God wins. Yeah. But yeah. so being in the word right now, I mean, how, how even like word. with your children, how are you teaching them the value of being in the word, especially in heightened seasons? Yeah, I, well... It is important for us to be in the Word. And I think right now it's really important. Like sometimes we read the Bible where we're like, I'm just going to read through the whole Bible. And we go through, you know, like a Genesis to Revelation or some old, some new. I think right now it's the time to go, God, what story should I be reading? What story are we in? What story so should good. I be reading? I don't need to necessarily read about Adam and Eve if I'm in the middle of Egypt That's or coming good. out of Egypt. or yeah. Like I need to know where I'm at where we're at and read that place. And so I think that's a huge question to ask ourselves and then get in the word and just dissect that yeah. story he gives us. And that's exactly what I was doing with the Saul thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Saul was doing this. What happened to Saul? Jesus turned him from the silencer to the loudest voice of all. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this is good. This gives me hope. This gives me faith. Um, but for kids, I've been taking the approach of like, when I'm in that, when I know what story we're in, when I've read it, then I just talk to them about it. Like me and my kids aren't every day sitting down reading something right. in the Bible, right. but we are talking about God. We are talking about the word. I'm sharing scriptures with them. I'm having these conversations. We're having hard conversations, good conversations. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> you know, my son's like, just the other day, he said, they were, you know, they were getting upset and fighting, having a little sibling, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're doing that. Thing. Do what kids do. <laughs> and we're talking and I'm just saying, you know, you know, the Bible says do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But what's happening right now is you're doing to others what they've done to you. So you're let you're actually doing to your sister what she's done to you. You're talking to your sister the way she's talked to you. You're you're retaliating towards your sister the way she so you're actually not doing unto her what you want done to you because I asked him would you want would you want her to talk to you like that no did you like it when she did no okay so so that's what's happening but then I went even a layer deeper I said you know 
you're allowing your sister's voice to control your voice. Wow. And you've given yeah. up control of yourself so good. and allowed her to control you. So now you're out of self-control. I didn't say this exactly to my son, but like okay. I'm explaining, he's seven, but I'm like, you've given up control of your own life to her her voice and right. her tone of voice and how she treated you. And now you're actually in retaliation because you're right because of what she's done to you. Now you're coming back at her to try to make it right. You're actually giving up control, which means you're actually leaving partnership with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you're you're in, in partnership with the spirit that wants to control you, not a spirit that wants to give you self-control. Oh, so and so good. we just took that verse. Like I used the wow. situation that was going on in the home, in the moment to go, here's a verse Jesus gave us, do unto others as you would have them do to you. But when you do this, you're actually doing to others what they've done, done to, you. to you. And wow. so you're not even thinking about what you want, what yeah. you need, what you would prefer, and then giving that. You're not giving what you want, you're giving what you've been given. And that's actually allowing the other person to control you we and need, you've left that. We need to replay this segment about a million times on every news channel in the world right now. <laughs> I mean, that's that's honestly what I see is going on. Like yeah. even the next part of the conversation. Right, is honor. Like, I'm like, people are giving up self-control. Yeah. Even, you know, it's like, I'll just be honest. Like I was driving the other day. I know we may not have wanted to go here. I was driving the other day thinking about like, I don't like wearing my mask. Right. I don't like wearing it. I'm up. I don't want to. I don't think fully we, we may have to, you know, like yeah. all the science, all this. There's so much confusion out there. Right. Like, I don't prefer to wear a mask. But if I refuse to wear a mask just to kind of put it in the face of the people saying you need to wear a mask, then I just let them control me. Right. And I'm acting not out of the, oh, I actually don't believe we need these. I'm actually letting like, Oh, you told me to, so I'm not going to. Now I just let you decide how I behave yeah. because of what's yeah. going on in here. So I'm like, oh, I don't, we need to live in a place of self-control where it's like, sure, sometimes it's like, you don't want to wear your mask, but why? Right. What's the spirit behind it? What's right. the motivation behind it? And so that's where I was trying to get yeah. with my kids. But in the context, go back to that. Like I'm trying to, with my children, stories, scriptures. Hey, yeah. this is like that time in the Bible and here's what they did and messed them up. Or here's what they did and and, and right. came out. Like, so good. you know, in, in the wilderness, it's like, well, these guys did this and they died in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. These two did this and led it, the rest of them out, led the next generation out of the wilderness into the promised land. Like, we want to do Joshua and Caleb right now we don't want to do right. the rest of the spot. The rest of the spot. Yep. So good. It's an open book test. Most people just don't open the book. Right. <laughs> Such uh, a good word. When when God's like, you can take the test with the book open. Yeah, with the book open. Yeah. <laughs> I've given you I'll all even, the answers. I'll even tell you what pages to look at. That's that's where we're at. Well, and, and like you said, it layers into even the last topic that you really hit on was honor. And I love the statement that you had was honor is celebrating who God made a person to be without stumbling over who they're not. Yeah, it's a Bill Johnson quote. Man, I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I think for me, I've noticed this over the course of the years, pastoring, leading teams, working with people, and like, you know, me and my 
one of my staff a long time ago got in a fight. We're just mad at each other. We're like brother and sister. So like, you know, we're doing the sibling thing <laughs> and we're like grown adults doing the sibling thing. And like, and I go, and the Lord is like, you know, if, if honor is celebrating who they are without stumbling over who they aren't, you actually couldn't step into real honor for her until you saw her challenges, her mm. issues, her struggles. And so when you see that, that's the opportunity to choose. Am I actually going to go into honor or am I going to get stuck here? Am I going to trip over this and fall on my face? Right. Am I going to stumble over your stuff, fall on my face, get injured, get stuck here? Or am I going to step into honor and help? You know, Am I going to treat you according to who God said you are and help pull you through as well? Or am I going to get stuck here and we're both floundering yeah. around yeah. on the ground tripping over each other. And I think people sometimes are hesitant or there's a there's a hesitation to honor because they think honoring is affirming. Yeah. It's like, oh, your actions aren't necessarily where they need to be. So if I honor you, I'm saying I approve of them. That's not what that is. No. Honoring is seeing, like it says, who God sees them as. Yeah. Not affirming their actions. It's honoring the person, not the actions. Yeah. And I think that might be where people get caught up and they get confused on what honor is versus yeah. affirmation or acceptance. It's the same with forgiveness. It's like some people you say, we need forgiveness. Like mm -hmm. They don't want to because they think forgiveness is excusing the behavior. Forgiveness right. doesn't excuse the behavior. Forgiveness says, that was horrible. You're right. That was bad. That was evil. Ouch. I, for, I choose to forgive. Yeah. That's what Jesus did. Jesus didn't say, oh, I excuse all of your sin. He said, no, I'll let, yeah. I'll let you kill me. I'll, I'll die for this so that I forgive you. Right. And so, so good. it's the same with honor. It's like, yeah, honor isn't, isn't that. And forgiveness isn't that. Yeah. Wow. So let's, let's hit the crazy part of this. So mid service, you know, I've known you for a while watching you do the message and I was like, wow, there's something not quite coming out that needed to. And I could, I could just see it on you. It's like, God gave you a word and yeah. we needed to hear that. We needed to hear about, just the wisdom we needed to hear about the censorship and how it's an invitation to actually see an encounter and yeah, honoring and really that. seeing that. But then there was this shift where all of a sudden the message that got put on you turned into this message that was stirring inside of you yeah. and you got really vulnerable. And you know, the examples you used, they were great and examples are needed for people to have a reference, but I felt like you really stepped into a heavenly or a kingdom perspective of forgiveness and where we need to be in this season, just with the racial reconciliation, with, I mean, COVID and the politics and just everything going on. Yeah. It's almost like you stepped into this and it really felt like almost a righteous anger and forgiveness all bottled up inside of you. But do you want to just kind of share that a little bit? I mean, for me, that forgiveness piece is huge. We want justice. Yeah. We want justice. How did Jesus release real justice on the earth? Yeah. Forgiveness. I father forgive them they know not what they do like these people are killing me I release forgiveness like that's that's a huge deal. like the spirit of forgiveness is actually the spirit of the new covenant yeah so Hebrews 8 11 12 13 I, I was gonna grab my Bible I didn't grab it, but it basically says it starts with the biggest promise in my mind it's the biggest promise in the Bible no longer will you teach your neighbor. No longer will you say to your brother, know the Lord, for all shall know me. Mm. That, that's a massive promise. Yeah, it is. If you just think like, everyone in Austin shall know me. That's huge. But you go, everyone in America shall know me. That's even bigger. But that's not what 
they, they says in the Bible, it's not what God wrote, you all shall know me. Like that's a massive deal. Then yeah. it says the next verse is for, which means because. How will we see, what will cause us to see all people knowing God? I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. In that, he says, a new covenant. Mm. So, and then the old covenant is growing old, ready to vanish away. So forgiveness is the new covenant. Yeah. God choosing forgiveness, God choosing to remember our sins and our lawless deeds no more is the new covenant. Like that's how you mm -hmm. step out of yeah. the old covenant so that keeps track of your sins. Don't lie, don't steal, don't murder, don't commit adultery, dot, 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 dot. don't have any right. other gods. All the, it's the, the Ten Commandments, all the other laws, like that's the old covenant that keeps track of all your sins and reminds you of those sins every single year, right. Hebrews 10. And then you get to the new covenant, it's like, and I remember your sins no more. And as long as you stay here, you stay in the covenant Jesus died to put us in, if we don't forgive, if we don't live in forgiveness, no matter who we are, no matter what side we're on, no matter what, if we don't start and stay in forgiveness, we've stepped out of the covenant Jesus died to put us in, and we've moved back into a covenant that no longer exists. Wow. And we cannot bring justice. Wow. We only bring revenge, and we only create a cycle. We repeat history we don't want instead right. of step into a future that God wants. Yeah, so good. And I feel like you you kind of even stepped into that. There's an invitation from God right now. Like with everything going on, you know, there's so many thoughts and opinions about what's coming, what's going on. But really, it's like, I feel like it's an invitation from God for us to really be the church and be the representation of God yeah. for people. Yeah. And it's it's this thought that, He's not caught off guard or surprised by what's going on. He's not trying to mobilize the church all of a sudden because it's gotten bad. Yeah. He's actually watching going, wow, I'm really excited to see my sons and daughters be, be exactly who I've called them to be yeah. for such a time as this. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, just your heart, just feeling the, feeling the weightiness of what God had on you at the end of that service was powerful. And I felt like your voice of asking for forgiveness was really almost like a generational request. Like you stepped into this, I'm asking for forgiveness, not because of who I am or what I've done. It's because of who he's called me to be. And because I don't walk in this, I walk in this. Yeah. I love it. So powerful, man. Yeah. I, man, that was, that's a big, that was a big was thing a, to do. But that that's, one. I'm like, you know, as a white man, I'm like, hey, I don't, Please forgive. Yeah. Please forgive. Why? So we can work together so the church can begin to lead this. You know, if the church walks in forgiveness of each other, I'm honestly looking around on some stuff on social media. I'm like, the church is fighting just as much as the world. Yeah. And we've allowed the political spirit to be our leader and our guide rather than the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. now we're fighting against each other right. and we have to be the symbol of forgiveness and reconciliation so then we can step up and lead this thing and say hey world here's here's how to do this we actually love each other mm -hmm. we don't agree about everything we don't necessarily like everything we've got a lot of pain we got a lot of trauma we've got a lot of stuff and baggage that's happened like 
Can we let all that stuff go and move forward in something that the world's never seen before? Yeah. That's what I think God's inviting us into. And the last thing I want to say, just I just remembered, I'm like, wow, right now, you know, the Bible calls the devil the accuser yeah. of the brethren. Mm-hmm. So the devil's identity is to brothers, take brothers mm-hmm. and accuse each other. Yeah. To get us. Like if we if we partner in accusation against each other, we're actually in partnership with the devil himself wow, so because good. we're accusing each other. And the word accuser in Greek means it's categorial or something. Right. The word actually means to categorize people. Right. So if I categorize you as an enemy, as this type of whatever, right, left, right, black, white, right, like those are all real. But if I categorize you there and label you my enemy, I'm actually in partnership with a spirit that only destroys, only only rips apart, right. only kills, has no forgiveness, no justice, no reconciliation, no love, no gospel. Wow. It's it's anti-gospel to accuse brothers. And so that whole thing of the church, that's what that's what we want to release. And it's like, let's get the accuser out of here. Let's yes. get the categorizer out of here. Let's <laughs> let's let's keep the person who categorizes everyone. Let's keep him far away mm-hmm. through forgiveness, through love. Hey, I don't agree, but I love you. Yeah. And I let's talk and let's work on this and let's move forward. Versus, oh, I stuck you in a category. Now I'm done. Or now I don't. Whatever. It's yeah. like, oh. That's the identity of Satan himself, yeah. to categorize brothers and get them to do the same thing to right. each other. Division. Division. It's, the, anti, it's the, the opposite of unity, and unity doesn't mean that we agree. No. And that's I think people are challenged by that. It's like, well, if I'm going to walk with you, I have to agree with you. No, I'm walking with you because we're in unity. Yeah. Our agreement isn't a basis on our being together. Yeah. You know, connection is more important than yes. the division. So, connection is more important yeah. than agreement. Wow. Yeah. Well, Seth, thank you so much, man. Such a such an amazing word. Thank you for this time. If you don't mind, can you just pray for us? I mean, there's I feel like there's something still in your heart. Like, yeah. The, this this weightiness of God's voice is still in your heart. So yeah. can you just pray for us? Yeah, I just remembered one more quick story. I was on an airplane. I've been on a lot of airplanes. Not lately, <laughs> but I've been on tons of airplanes. But I was on the airplane once, and the, they come up on the microphone. They're like, flight attendants, please take your seat. Get in your jump seats. We're about to experience some turbulence. Da, da, da. Stop serving the drinks. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. we're shutting down. Like we're about to encounter some turbulence that's too much to continue serving drinks. It's too much for the flight attendants to even sit down. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be through this turbulence probably in a half an hour, da da da. And I feel the Lord go, You're in a storm. Jesus was in a storm. So good. What are you gonna do? And I was like, you know what? I have authority over storms, like Jesus did. So I started praying, like I I started from a place of thank you, Lord for authority. Thank you that you calm storms. When everyone's afraid, everyone thinks they're going to die. People are mad at Jesus because he's taking a nap. Like, <laughs> don't you care that we're dying? Like, they're mad at Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Upset, yelling at him. And he's like, okay. And he, he sh- so I started be giving thanks and gratitude for authority and for the nature of God inside. And then I started praying peace over the air, peace over all of it. And we flew through this thing and it was like 10 minutes later, like there's no turbulence. 20 minutes, there's no turbulence. Half an hour, like 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're sorry. We don't really know what happened, but there was no turbulence. <laughs> Come on. And I'm like, wow. And then the Lord goes, I wish you'd pray for the country that way. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. And so I'm like, <laughs> okay. So in my heart, and this is the thing wow. I feel like we need to share. Like I just listened to Bill Johnson wow. this morning on the way here. I listened to him. He's like, some things have happened on our watch because we haven't operated in the authority that God has given us yeah. on the earth. And I'm like, oh, man, I was just reminded of that again. So I want to pray, but I want all of us to have that posture of like we our job is to calm storm. Yes. Come when on. everybody's scared, when everybody's so crazy, when everybody's mad. And I don't know how the waves are going to calm down. I don't know how the wind is going to quiet down. I don't know how the storm is going to get peaceful. I know we have authority over it. And so I feel like a key to prayer in this not only are we praying for people who are anti-Christian to encounter Christ, like that's a huge right. prayer. I think the other prayer is we want to step into who we are and who he's made us to be in heaven, our identity in heaven, authority. Yeah. He's the king of kings, Lord of lords, like step into that place of being a king in heaven, like Narnia, the little oh. kids go into Narnia and turn into kings and queens and come back. And like, okay, so step into that place and release the peace that's yeah. in heaven onto here. So come on. that's what we'll do. Thank you, God. Leave you with that. Father, thank you for authority. Thank you for authority over storms, over waves, over, over even the winds, even the demonic winds yeah. flying around. Like when Jesus calmed the storm, he rebuked the winds like he would a demon. And so, Lord, we we step into the authority you've given us. We step into that place mm. where everything is crazy, everything is hectic. Father, we thank you for peace that, that calms storms, peace that passes understanding. Thank you for, for peace thank you, that doesn't help us make it through the storm. It helps change the storm. Thank you for your peace right now, God. We pray peace over every believer watching, every person watching. Yeah. Right now, we release peace over every person watching. We step into the place that you've given us of peace and authority. And we declare together over our country, over our people groups, over our, over our citizens, over our world, we declare peace. Yeah. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. We release the peace of the gospel towards the people of earth right now, towards the Christians, the brothers, and towards people that don't know you yet, God. We pray peace over every person watching and every person that doesn't watch. Let the spirit of peace yeah. fill this, this nation again, wow. this world again. Wow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you, man. Thank you Love so you. much. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, if you want more information or just to get get connected to us, go to BethelATX.com and we'll look for you on our Facebook pages. God bless you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. For more of our podcasts and other resources, visit BethelATX.com.